Gentlemen, I have some, as you can imagine, uh, Switch news for you. Um, I actually okay. have some, some something huge to talk about at the end of the show today. Uh, I'll, I won't be like, you know, I'm not going to tease it so much. So I'll say I today built my gaming PC. You all thought it weren't going to happen, but it happened. I did it. I built it. It's behind me. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Um, okay. But we have a lot to get to before that, and I want to give you guys some uh, some Nintendo Switch news. Uh, the first, I mean, obviously you know all about this stuff, so we're going to talk about it, uh, but I give a roundup of it anyway. Nintendo have announced their online service. It's coming this September. Um, the key features are finally cloud saves. You can save, your cloud, save in the cloud your game process. Um, the online play features that are available in some games will move exclusively over to the paid service. Um, and something we knew, but we have a little bit more detail about NES games of online multiplayer. There's many games, many more still to announce, apparently. Um, and the games that, you know, some of the highlights, I think, are uh, Legend of Zelda, Dr. Mario, Donkey Kong, and Super Mario Bros. 3. And they're all like the original games, including online multiplayer functions, which have somehow been put into these games. I'm really excited to see what that looks like. Uh, the online service is super cheap compared to many online services. You can pay three ninety nine a month or nineteen ninety nine a year in dollars. And there's a family plan which is thirty four ninety nine a year. You can have seven people in a group. There's going to be a lot of families spring up. I think um, just like a lot of just dubious <laughs> families that get created because <laughs> I don't think there needs to be any linking of any like. That you just say you're in a family and you just add a bunch of groups to the family and then that's that. Um, it's all kind of simple. Um, I'm interested to see if you guys have any opinions. I mean, I, I'm fine with all of it. It seems fairly priced to me. Uh, I'm excited about some of the features. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I'm fine with it and I'm going to sign up, of course. Um, arguably, you could say that the cloud save and backup feature shouldn't be behind a paid subscription. It should okay. be a default system feature uh, because it's the right thing to do. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about asking people to pay $20 a year so to make sure that if you lose your console, you also don't lose your progress. Uh, that feels kind of backwards still, but it's also a way to entice people to sign up. So it's a very strong, uh, it's a very strong, uh, you know, it's an enticing feature for sure. Um, but otherwise... I think that the I don't want to call it the virtual console, but the the old games uh, being enhanced with online multiplayer, I think it's genius. And I wonder, I mean, they only announced NES games, like a subset of NES games uh, so far, and it seems like this will not be a virtual console type of product, and we're gonna talk about that shortly. But I wonder if Nintendo will consider over time adding more consoles, so like Super Nintendo games or even, I don't know, Nintendo 64 games, uh, what kind of path they will go down in terms of should we just offer like 10 games or more like 50 or 100 uh, old games? How they will balance out the this insane back catalog that they have for basically like three decades of video game uh, video game history, um, how will that will shake out? Right now, we only have like a handful of NES games, which is genius, and I look forward to playing Zelda with online multiplayer. But I wonder what's what's happening next. Uh, I want to see. I want to see more games, basically. What about you, Shahid? Yes, 
the right sort of service for the right sort of price would be the really easy response. But, you know, I kind of feel like it's 2018. And you look at the other major ecosystem players who are not necessarily in games. Let's ignore PlayStation and Xbox for now. And let's look at Apple and Google. Now, if you get an Apple device, you're in the iCloud ecosystem. And you get a tiny amount of storage, but you get it for free. You get iCloud functionality. You get it for free. You know, if you want to share your app data across your devices, it's seamless. You're not going to lose any of that. And if you want loads of storage, yeah, you've got to pay for it. The difference with video games, I suppose, is that there's no reason to save an awful lot of data to the cloud. And there's a lot more online traffic. But I just feel like I, I agree with Federico on this that the cloud saves really should be free. And it's mm -hmm. the online stuff that should be gated. That would make a lot more sense to me. And I think they could charge more for it then. I'm not so sure I'm interested in the NES games. I'm curious as to what the multiplayer component is going to be. It'd be funny if it was just high, high score table, right? I don't think so. I think they'd, they'd be uh, in, in trouble with their founders if they did that. But it'd be very interesting to see what they've done to make that multiplayer. But it's just a curio for me. Yeah. The main thing is I want to be able to make sure that, as, as Federico says, I've got a mobile device. If I lose it, I want to know that my saves are safe. Right now, the number one used gaming device in my household is a Nintendo Switch. And I'd be really, really upset if the save from Super Mario Odyssey went anywhere for any reason i mean straight up i'm not taking my ps4 out of my house like i'm not gonna right. lose my ps4 yeah right? like it's not gonna yeah. like fall down the side of a airplane seat and be gone forever um yeah the the my nintendo switch has a higher chance of doing that than any other console like home console i've ever had before so yes i would love if it was free but i'm also personally just me, I'm totally happy paying $20 a year for that feature and getting things like online multiplayer and NES games as a kind of a sweetener. Um, you know. Okay, but you, you and I, uh, and Federico especially, are highly technical, right? Mm -hmm. We know the score. You know, most people who buy these devices, I guess from now on, certainly not the early adopters, but from now on, are going to be family people. They're going to be buying it for their kids. And one day a save is going to go missing because they lost a device. And their kids are going to be gutted. And that's going to be terrible. Whereas if these same people have an Apple device and they lose their Apple device and it's insured and they get a replacement yeah. device yeah. and then they install those apps again, the data comes back. And they don't even know. They don't care. They don't know that they have to subscribe to iCloud or whatever to do this or whatever. They happen to get a free tier. And I just think that level of security in the modern age is a given. And... I'm not, I'm, I don't want to have a go at Nintendo. Everybody else does it in the gaming space and understand why they're doing it. But I agree with Federico. It's kind of cheap not having cloud saves. They, they, I think they would have got a lot of respect if they'd allowed cloud saves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. I agree with everything you two are saying, but at the same time, I want it enough that I'll pay the money for it as well. Um, as I'm sure is exactly the same for the two of you, right? I don't think any of you are going to stand on principle and not pay this. Um, oh no, god no. no it's not that it's just most people who who are like ordinary gamers might not know that they're not getting cloud safe i know that sounds absurd coming from us three 
But there will be people out there who buy a Switch, and for them it's just a gaming device. They don't know anything about these saves. They lose it if they lose a save. You know, in the old days they understood, but nowadays games are so deep, so complex. You know, one of my kids is, but I know five hundred hours into this game, and if that got lost, how would I explain that? Yeah, again, I I would just make a point that like I mean I don't know if this is the case, but I would wonder if somebody who doesn't know about this existing right like so they don't sign up for it would they even think that such a thing existed if they did lose their switch who knows but imagine they get a replacement switch and it's already there automatically yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that that's the i mean but i also can't imagine nintendo implementing it that neatly honestly i don't i don't i don't see but to be honest it's not neat on the playstation either at least the last time i tried no god no 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 i'm not defending anybody else yeah, yeah, totally. And you got to go and still got to do that manually. Yeah, yeah. There is some kind of automatic setting. I don't know about you, but I always tend to go in there and just save everything, make sure everything is synced up. It's supposed to be automatic. I don't know if it's all if it works one hundred percent, but that just goes to show how little attention I pay it and how much I expect these things to be automatic. It should never be exposed to me. You yeah, know? yeah. Um. So. Along with this announcement, Nintendo confirmed to Kotaku that they have absolutely no plans right now to bring the virtual console to Switch. Um, I think this is something that we've been talking about for a while. I know this is a drum that I've been beating for a while that I really didn't expect to see it for the two reasons. One of them that we've just uh, we've just mentioned, which is that there's going to be free games as part of the service you know free and inverted commas as part of the service right the other is all of the classics right all of the totally. the mini consoles there are people are falling over to give nintendo more money way more money than they would give in buying the one or two uh one or two little games here and there right like it's going to be way you know it's going to be way more money every time to sell one of these things for like 60 or 80 dollars than it would be uh if you were buying just the occasional mario game once and then realizing that you're never actually going to play it yeah and nintendo make loads more money that way as well of course yep economically it makes a lot more sense I i gotta ask the pair of you when was the last time you pulled out your snes mini I have never taken my SNES Mini out of the box. I'm so sorry. I don't even know where mine is. <laughs> I, I never played it. I, mean, I got it uh, because I think it's cute. And yeah. uh, I have like grand visions one day if I can get a big of office of like displaying it because it's fun. Um, <laughs> but frankly, I mean, honestly, I just don't really want to play those games anymore. That's why I don't care about the virtual console myself. Right, right. right. I'm just not that interested in playing those games anymore because I have way more new games to play uh, than yeah. I can have fit time in. And like again, like the 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 online multiplayer versions or the multiplayer versions of these old games that might be fun to poke around with for a day. But like, I'm not signing up for the service because of those. You know. What about you, Federico? When was the last time you got your SNES Mini out? Um, mine is on a shelf. Uh, mm. It's uh, because it's fun. It's fun to look at. Uh, we played, <laughs> I think, a couple of times, and then I have the same problem as Mike. Like I have more yeah. new games that I want to play than you know going back to Super Metroid. Even though I really want to, I just my gaming time is dedicated to new stuff rather than than, than old stuff these days. 
So well played Nintendo, eh? Yeah. Because they, they made, what, 80 to 100 bucks out of each of us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we played maybe one or two games for a little while. Yeah. Hey, that's cute. And we put it away. And you know what? We didn't feel robbed. No. No, because it's a collectible. I see it yes, as yeah. like a piece in my collection. It's tiny. So, right? They're small. Like they're not, they're not big parts of a collection. Like, and it's it real. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, real. Cute. It's not like some, you know, some three to five to ten dollar thing that we just bought somewhere. There's a feeling associated with that object that reminds us of the sentimentality yeah. of old times. It's beautiful. Nintendo made it. It's great right? play from Nintendo. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, if you missed out on the NES Classic, it's coming like back. <laughs> it's coming Yay. back. Uh, it's going to be available alongside the SNES Classic um, until the end of the year, Nintendo's saying. So it returns returns to stores in June, and they'll both be available until the end of the year. Uh, I'm expecting that we will see another one at the end of the year, um, which is why these two will go away. Um, I don't know what it's going to be next. I don't know if they're going to do Game Boy or if they're going to do um, GameCube. I, I don't know. I can't I can't really place my bets on what they're going to well, do. Well, there's but... a Nintendo 64. Yeah, that's what I meant GameCube, to say. Yeah. yeah, I meant to say N64 yeah. and not GameCube. GameCube. But you want the GameCube. So but they really should do the GameCube, if you ask me. I want the GameCube more than the N64, yeah, because I never had an N64. So I'm not, you know, the only game that I would want to play on N64 is Goldeneye. And oh my god! They're not going to oh, get yeah. that right because I, I would be. I mean, Licensing, honestly, yeah. if they bring out an N sixty four mini that doesn't have Goldeneye, we've all been robbed. Uh, but I understand why it won't because it's not a Nintendo game. Um, like, plus please, those controllers Nintendo. weren't cheap. Yeah, that's true. Was like, but please, you know? Nintendo, pay whoever it is whatever it costs to get Goldeneye, right? Like, <laughs> whatever it takes. You have so much money now because you're sitting on all that sweet, <laughs> sweet Switch money. Play, Pay someone. MGM has, like, gone out of business, like, 65 times since Goldeneye came out. I'm sure you could get the rights back. Call it something else, <laughs> right? Like, just make the game and, like, I don't know, call it, like, Schmoldeneye. You could call it, like, Silverhand. Yeah. Instead of golden, yeah, that will work. Just we need, you know, that's the only game. Come, I mean, we've all played Mario. 64. But will they do the box with four controller ports and four controllers? Because four player multiplayer and that was awesome. I reckon four controller ports, two controllers, with oh, the man. ability to sell you. That's more. gonna be expensive. I mean, can you imagine a box though that it's got like Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Golden Eye, oh Mario God. Kart, the Mario original Kart, Super yeah. Smash Brothers? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's oh, gonna, be, man. gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, so so yeah, I'm gonna get the the NES. That's a pre order page with the pre order page. I'm gonna get the <laughs> NES Mini because I missed out um, on the original yeah. Um, batch. Yeah, so it's gonna be on the same shelf as the SNES. <laughs> Um, and finally, according to GameIndustry.biz, there was a survey EGX. Switch is the second favorite platform for developers after the PC. Uh, despite having a lowest install base, the Switch was uh, 32.8%, followed by PS4 with 11.5%. They only polled 61 developers. So again, this is like... What this actually shows, I don't know. But at least anecdotally, I'm lo- I load up the uh, Coming Soon page on the eShop once every couple of weeks, once every week. There are so many iPhone games coming to the Switch now, as well as just many other games coming over, right? Like the game, uh, that game that you spoke about on our last episode, Minute, 
which uh, is a game that yeah. both me and Federico wanted to play. That's coming to the Switch soon. Um, and there's just like a bunch of indie games that I'm seeing still coming over. Um, I'm not surprised that this would be the case uh, because people are really excited about this console, excited in a way that people aren't excited about the other consoles, I guess. And, and if, you've, if you're have if you an indie developer and you've got the choice, I mean, the Switch is still hot. Uh, people are still buying it. People are still spending money on it. There still needs to be more games for it from from bigger uh, companies. So you've got, I think you've got a better chance of doing some good sales on the Switch right now than maybe you do on the PlayStation, where you're swamped by EA. Well, anecdotally, I, I'm still in touch, as you can imagine, with a ton of independent developers, and the thing that I keep hearing is Switch. Switch, 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 switch. And the question they ask is, am I too late? Am I too late? Am I too late? Yeah. But they're all keen. They all want to get on. And of course, they're doing the other platforms, but the one they're most interested in is Switch. And we, we talked about this. We talked about just how an appealing device this is for developers before it launched. And that's exactly how it's turned out. Really impressive. Really impressive the way they've engaged. The only issue I think I've come across is that nintendo are a bit harder to get hold of and i suspect it's because they have fewer people they're they're really set up to handle Mm -hmm. the volume of developers they have they're always uh, a small number of third parties type um, entity and they've had to change yeah and i guess they've had more i mean the amount of interest that they're probably getting is still at a higher rate than they can likely bring people in as well oh yeah you know there's Easily. a there's a scaling going on but yeah i mean it continues to be exciting because by gosh that console's exciting all right today's show is brought to you in part by skillshare an online learning community with over twenty thousand classes in technology design business and more a skillshare premium membership gives you unlimited access to high quality classes leaving you free to master must know topics it's a great way to improve your skills unlock new opportunities and help you do the work you love you can take courses on creative nonfiction, so you can learn how to master the craft of writing a compelling story and then put it to good use in medium articles or blog posts even if you wanted to uh, you could maybe learn some uh, something about productivity uh, productivity today is a course on skillshare that will show you how to manage your attention in the digital age and make more of your time join the millions of students already learning on skillshare today with a special offer just for remaster listeners you can get two months of skillshare for just 99 cents yes just 99 cents you can sign up today at skillshare.com remaster you'll get two months of unlimited access to over twenty thousand classes for less than a dollar so just 99 cents at skillshare.com com slash remaster head there now and start learning today our thanks to skillshare for their support of this show and relay fm am i allowed to say something about the sponsor yes it's nice mm-hmm. i i hadn't heard of skillshare but for 99 cents for that trial my god i'm going for that straight after the i show. mean it's worth trying at <laughs> least right <laughs> it's gotta be wow how, how many hours of courses did you say uh you can get 20,000 classes oh so late. That's a, oh a lot of learning to it's do. a lot of learning to do. So <laughs> it is my personal challenge to you to watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I will definitely try it out. So do you want to tell me about a game you've been playing, Shahid? Yes. Um, well, you know, I got 
the number one and the number two games in the charts. And they are, as you're probably all aware, God of War and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been playing an awful lot of guess which game. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. I, I know, I know, I know. Have you been playing on funky mode or regular mode? I have. I funky have. mode? Okay. Is, remember, remember, I'm playing with the family. I feel like I should t- I, um, I should tell you that Donkey Kong is older than Mario. Just, just uh, for the record, uh, you know. It's time for Donkey Kong to move on. Retire Donkey Kong. <laughs> I'm, am I allowed to swear on this show? This is a family show, so I can't swear. It's a family show. I tell you something really funny. You're going to love this. This morning, one of my kids asked me to put on a Luigi voice. Yes. 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 Okay. okay. So I spent the morning speaking like Luigi. It's a me, Shahid. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but my wife loved it. <laughs> so I that's it. I'm I'm done. My reputation, I don't know. I've I've destroyed it. So I'm back in with Mario, I'm back in with Donkey Kong Country and yes, playing the funky mode. But the thing is this is with the family. I actually want to play the hardcore mode. But I tell you what, even in funky mode, it is not easy. I love that you met you. I mean, I know you called it the hardcore mode, but you know that's just the regular mode, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I played yeah. uh, Tropical Freeze on the Wii U or the Wii, whenever whatever system it was on when it came out, and I think right. I think nearly completed it. So I I had for, but I had forgotten how hard this game is. Ah, oh, I've been play, <laughs> played like the first like five or six levels on the regular mode. It is really hard, like. I, I want to play it with Adina and we'll play on funky mode because um, I think that she would get a kick out of it. But uh, yeah, funky mode is just, it's like a it's like a core assist mode, right? Like you, you get, it, they basically make the game easier and they give you a bunch of things. But this is a intended to be challenging, but rewarding platformer game. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. If you've not played this game, like I really recommend playing this game. It's very cute. Yeah. It's fun. The animation is beautiful. The frame rate is absolutely perfect. I mean, it's a hardcore platformer, but with a lot of subtlety in the control and some pretty brutal boss battles. Uh, yeah, just really colorful and beautiful. It just reminds me of the uh, the first rare Donkey Kong Country on the SNES. You know, when they totally blew everyone away because they were using these silicon graphics workstations to create the graphics and nobody else was getting graphics like that on the on the SNES and they produced this masterpiece. Just yep. knocked it knocked me for six. And I played the original DKC, DKC two, finished those, and it just reminds me of, of those, but in a slightly friendlier form. The original I would say was even more of a hardcore platformer. Than this one, of course, you have got the funky mode. There's all of this extra stuff, of course. The game has evolved significantly, so you have modern tropes. You've got this collectible, that collect- collectible, you know, bananas and coins and all of this stuff, and you can go to the shop and buy this, that, and the other. So, you know, ask all that modern stuff, which kids love, and, uh, and so do some grown-ups, I have to say. And it's just a really, really fun, beautiful, the music. traditional game. The it's a traditionalist so game. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. Really I just good. say it's a little bit difficult for the youngsters. Yep. Um, I mean, that's, I think that, that's why they put the funky mode in, right? Like, I yeah. mean, and it's probably still on the trickier side, but I think it is. that they understood that 
the the OG game is it's hard. Like it's yeah. tricky, and like they didn't have any lower difficulty level. But yeah, I recommend it. Like because there there aren't there aren't any Switch games coming out from Nintendo for like another month. I think the next one is Mario Tennis. I think. I think Hyrule Warriors is coming out too, but like I'm not really that excited about that yeah. personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got Tennis Aces um, and then uh, Captain Toad. So yeah. When when is Mario Tennis? Uh, sometime in June. Sometime in June. Yeah. Yeah, there's also Crash Bandicoot. It got moved up to June 29, I think. Uh, so that's pretty cool because you can play on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna. I think I'm probably gonna buy them all. Uh, Mario Tennis and Captain Toad again, um, and Crash Bandicoot. Even though I have Captain Toad on the Wii U and I have Crash Bandicoot on the PS4, I just want them. I just want them all on the Switch. Um, and I wanted to tell you guys that I've also been playing Donkey Kong. You know that I don't really like Donkey Kong, but I'm actually kind of enjoying this game. I think I may have, um, I may have grown, may have grown up, and now I kind of, I, I, I accept Donkey Kong now. So I haven't played as much as you both, I think, but, and I'm playing in regular mode. So mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, that's probably going to be a bad decision going forward or not. I, I, I would recommend so. that you try that you you try the funky mode if you've just so yeah. you can kind kind of get through it. But it it looks really it looks really nice, and I agree that it's super polished. And I was maybe I was missing a you know a two D platformer uh, after Mario Odyssey. I kind of I kind of I was looking forward to this type of game somehow. I think it used to be like a, the type of games type of game that I used to play more, and uh, it may be just the right game at the right time on the Switch. Too many good games. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Uh, well, of course, God of War, but okay. I've been playing that less, only because you know once you get into later life, <laughs> your, your your commitments increase. It's kind of finding time to play a violent game, it's increasingly difficult, right? Because you need to make sure it's time when the kids aren't around, right? Exactly, okay. exactly. And and at that time, you know, you're kind of winding down. You're planning your next day. Uh, you're you're finalizing any stuff that you didn't quite catch earlier on in the day on your to-do list, you know? And you're thinking, well, if I get into this now, I'm in trouble. So last night, I, I don't know if either of you guys saw, I very flippantly tweeted, well, shall I go to sleep or shall I play God of War? And I ended up playing God of War. <laughs> Good and, man. Uh, it's at nine o'clock, right? So people are thinking, what the hell is wrong with <laughs> you, dude? But yeah, but the thing is, I go to sleep at 10, half 10, because yeah. I get up at crazy o'clock you know four thirty, whatever and and i knew that if i started playing this because you got to remember god of war i think i must have mentioned this right one of my favorite games of all time the original it's right up there in my top five and i have been looking forward to this so much everybody has been raving on about it but at the same time i've been kind of nervous because you know how it is when you have a game you love so much and they're re rebooting it in some Mm -hmm, sense mm -hmm. you don't want the spirit of the original to go away so with that in mind and knowing that if i started playing at nine o'clock i likely was not going to go to bed at (laughs) ten i kicked it off and i played i don't know an hour and a half an hour and three quarters just under two hours and it looks incredible i don't even have a ps4 pro i don't have an hdr tv 
But the thing that blew me away was how, how in the name of all that is holy, do they make a PS4 look so good? <laughs> it's just the, the, the animation, the materials, the lighting, the audio, the so voice acting. Is this far and beyond other PS4 games then? I think so. Okay. I've, n- yeah. I've not seen anything like it. I'm just utterly staggered they've managed to get so much out of the stock PS4. So I, I wonder what it's going to be like playing it on a PS4 Pro. So as soon as I started playing it, my first question was, do I have enough <laughs> to get a PS4 Enough in the Pro budget. And an HDR TV. Mm-hmm. I think it's a close race between... I mean, from my experience, so I have a 55-inch uh, HDR TV and it's an OLED one and a PS4 Pro. And in terms of visual satisfaction, I think it's a close race between God of War and Horizon still. Uh, and Horizon is over a year old at this point, and it's still, to my eyes, it's still like a technical miracle. What they, what, uh, I think, Guerrilla, one of the developers, uh, mm-hmm. what they've been able to do with Horizon. My God, it's yeah. still amazing. But God of War, I think, because of the visuals that are, you know, you have this uh, closer perspective to the character, uh, you can appreciate uh, the materials and the textures more. At least yeah. that's my impression. Um, and also the both are vibrant games in terms of colors and lightning and all the different conditions that you're in. Uh, but God of War may have a slight edge in terms of like the when you go into a building when you're into you know these small rooms and these small environments i think it looks more detailed and more uh satisfying than horizon um but also i wanted to call out the performance mode that you can enable in the settings uh so you can choose between having native uh, 4k resolution or uh the checkerboard upscaling and the the smoother frame rate and i tried both and i cannot tell the difference between the checkerboard rendering and the native 4k but i can absolutely tell a difference between the slower frame rate and this and the performance mode it looks so fluid so fast and so i don't know it just feels better to play it it looks better and it feels better and uh, a game such as God of War, uh, when you know it involves a right. lot of fighting, so you recommend higher the higher frame rate, right? And, oh yeah, for yeah, sure, okay. absolutely, for sure. For this type of game, absolutely. If it were like an adventure game and a much slower paced game, I would say go for the full res. But this type of game, you absolutely need to prioritize um, the fluidity of the the animations and everything. Um, I played only a couple of hours, so no spoilers uh, because I have. <laughs> I don't have any, uh, but I want to say that right from the from the get go, super intense game and super intense relationship between Kratos, uh, Kratos and his son Atreus, um, and right within the first hour of the game, the there's already a wow moment uh, like this. Uh, this fight, uh, of course, you're fighting in this game, and there's this fight, this encounter that I'm like this is the first hour of this game. What am I going to see next? So I definitely look forward to playing more. And my final impression is that um, I played uh, and loved, the, especially the first two God of War titles. Um, and this feel, the combat feels very different from the first one. It does, uh, not it? It, the fact that you're not using these chains that can, you know, extend and the camera is closer to the character, it almost makes, me f- makes it feel like... A, like some kind of Gears of War 
type of game, you know, the Xbox shooting game with the over-the-shoulder mm-hmm. perspective. Um, it's a very different mechanic, but they, I think they've managed to combine this closer point of view, uh, you know, with the camera that never cuts. It's super well done. But there's still a sense of, you know, the acrobatics and the sense of speed and the way that you need to avoid enemy attacks. It feels very, very much still like a God of War game, even though it's different. It's got the same essence, I think, uh, it's, which is very difficult to achieve, I suppose, when you're changing the formula completely. Uh, so uh, based on what I've seen so far, it's a God of War game, but, but different in a better way, I think. Yeah, for me, it's too early to say. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is a substantial difference in feeling simply because you don't have the character in the middle of the screen. You're having to manipulate the camera yourself because, of course, in the original, the camera was taken care of for you. Uh, that was easier, obviously, because you are further away from the character. I say easier. Actually, what they achieved was one of the greatest video game miracles of all time a game in which you know you have a third person view and the camera was nearly always perfect i don't think i've ever seen that before i don't think i've ever seen it since but the big thing for me is kratos feels heavier more substantial yeah Yeah. i feel like i need to take a bit more time with him he's a bit more lumbering and of course he has a son to think about and so i'm kind of nervous about about playing more of this, but I will, of course. I think it's too early for me to make a call. I'd like to give it another 10 hours before I can come back on the show and let people know if it's lived up to my impression. I suspect it will be a different sort of thing, just in the same way that every Batman reboot, I'm not talking about the game, talking about the film, has been quite different, you know? It'll be great, but in a different way. But we'll see. Let's play for a bit more. Have you played it, Mike? No. No, not yet. Um, I will get to it at some point because uh, just because so many people that I respect are like, could be game of the year, could be one of the greatest games of all time type. Like that's kind of the way that people I see a lot of people talking about this. Obviously, it's reviewed very well because of that. Um, it's on my list of games to play at some point in the future, but but I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, it is, you know, I am thinking, mm, should I just wait? Until I get my PS4 Pro, maybe because like I will definitely get one of those this year for Red Dead Redemption. Um, so maybe maybe I'll wait then. I don't know. We'll see. Because I, I I think probably the, it's best on PS4 Pro, right? I feel like that's probably the the best thing. You're to gonna do. you should get the Pro anyway because of Spider Man. So, Spider Man's the oh, reason, yeah. not Red Dead. I knew there was a game, and I said Red Dead, but it wasn't Red Dead. It's Spider Man. You remember? Yeah. I'm hoping that I'm going to get a Spider Man PlayStation. That's my my hope, right? That I end up with a with a Spider Man theme PS4. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I reckon they'll do it, and I would totally want one because I love Spider Man. So, uh, yeah, that that's that's I'm I'm hoping for some bundles uh, for for Spider Man, but we're going to wait and see on that one. Um. Shahid, what is Beat Saber? I, I keep seeing people talk about Beat Saber and how many copies Beat Saber has sold, but I don't have any idea what this game is. I think it's some kind of crazy rhythm action game Okay. on the, Ocu- on the Oculus Rift. Okay. Um, K- uh, Kieran, who's the lead programmer on the project that I'm working on, uh, he's a lot more than a lead programmer, actually, is uh, one of the most 
competent technical people I've <laughs> ever had the privilege of the working The programmer, with. right? Like <laughs> The programmer. I mean, the, the guy is insanely good. Seriously, I've worked with a lot of programmers in my mm-hmm. time, and Kieran is frightening. He makes me look really bad. That's okay. I'm constantly apologizing. That's okay. Him. This is why you're the boss, you know? <laughs> you yeah, you just do that stuff. I'm a really lame, <laughs> I'm a really lame boss. <laughs> All right, so I'm anyway, watching the video on, on, on Steam here, and it looks like Rock Band with lightsabers, and I yeah, desperately want yeah, this game. Hooray! Yeah. And apparently it's an amazing aerobic workout. Mm-hmm. He says it's the best VR game he's ever played. Wow. Um, okay. And he's played loads of stuff, and uh, he played it for hours. He got it. I think he got it yesterday, and he played it for hours. Um, and so I'm going to play it on the weekend. I wish I'd had time to play it before the show, but I was too busy with Donkey Kong Country and last night God of War. But yeah, I'm going to play Beat Saber over the weekend. But it sounds like my kind of game, you know. I think I'd I'd enjoy this a lot. But I tell you what, fifty thousand copies in the first week that makes it the best or the fastest selling VR game of the lot. That fifty thousand was, I think. It wasn't either. It wasn't. On, I don't think. I think it wasn't on Steam at that point. It was just Oculus. Wow. Because I remember seeing somebody tweeting about it, and they were like, "It's hit fifty thousand copies before it's on the major platform," which I think is Vive, wow, right? Because wow. I think there are more Vives. It's one or the other. It's one or the other, right? Um, so yeah, uh, pretty huge. This this seems to have, to be a, a pretty serious game. Um, yeah, I want. I want to. I want to try it out. Like I'm, it's on my list now. I just put it on my VR games list uh, because I'm gonna get a headset real soon, uh, and we're gonna talk about that. But before we do, let's thank Squarespace for their support of this episode. With Squarespace, you have everything that you need to make your next move. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. Whether you want to create an online store, a portfolio, a blog, a site for your business, a site for your band, it doesn't matter what you want to make, Squarespace has all of the tools that you're going to need. They're an all-in-one platform that will let you take care of anything that you want. You can grab a unique domain name. You can customize beautiful award-winning templates. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about or upgrades. They take care of all of that stuff, so you just can just get on with making your website the best it can possibly be putting the content on making it look the way you want and not getting bogged down in all the technical details they have award-winning 24 7 customer support if you need any help and believe it or not squarespace plans start at just 12 dollars a month but don't just take my word for it you can go to squarespace.com remaster right now and sign up for a free trial with no credit card required you can build your entire website preview it make sure it works for you and then when you're ready to launch it out to the world you can sign up for a plan their plans start at just 12 dollars a month you can and if you use the offer code remaster you'll get 10 percent of your first purchase of a website or domain and also show your support for this show so once again that is squarespace.com remaster and the code remaster to get 10 percent of your first purchase our thanks to squarespace for the support of this show squarespace make your next move make your next website okay so mm-hmm. you doubted Tell us everything me. i know you doubted me right i was talking about oh i will build my pc this year and everyone rolled their eyes and they were like, Mike's not going to buy it, not going to do his PC. And then I did. And I'll tell you why it happened. So I've been looking uh, at doing this stuff for a while, right? Like I've been thinking about building a PC. Um, and a good friend of mine, uh, he's a wonderful YouTuber uh, by, the, by the name of Austin Evans. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, in fact, Austin published a video called Building My New Streaming PC. And he detailed a PC build to 
play games and stream them. Um, I host another show um, on Relay FM called Playing for Fun. It's a it's another video game focused show, and for that we've been wanting to to play some co op games. So we set up a Twitch uh, account and we we Twitch streamed Portal Two co op. And I really enjoyed doing that. Um, I I remember. Do you remember I was doing some streaming? Maybe it went well, kind of when Breath of the Wild came out. I bought that mm-hmm. uh, Elgato thing for my iMac, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. All um, oh, right. And I really like game streaming, but game streaming on the Mac is a dumpster fire of problems. Um, and so me wanting to me re- remembering that I loved streaming, and then seeing Austin's video, I was like, okay, maybe now's the time. I didn't like the case that, that Austin had because it was mostly like all glass in his video. And that, that kind of made me a little bit nervous. Um, like the, this case is like covered in glass. So like I sent him a message and I was like, hey, can you suggest another case for me? Um, and he did. He suggested another case. Um, and I was kind of just poking around and... I saw the motherboard that I wanted was like three weeks back ordered, right? And knowing how some of this stuff's been recently, I was like, hmm, maybe I should just put in an order now. So I ordered the motherboard, the motherboard arrived, and when the motherboard shipped, I was like, what's the point in me just getting the motherboard? So I bought all of the parts. It's a nightmare uh, to order parts for a PC, when you have no idea what you're doing. Because <laughs> you end up with tons of deliveries. Uh, I have never generated as much recycling as I have during this period of time. Because <laughs> I have had, I think, 17 parts delivered, each in their own individual Amazon box, right? But then they all have boxes inside. Like, just an obscene amount of uh, recycling that I've had to do. Um I have had untold problems with delivery companies. Things supposed to be delivered here, not delivered, and I've been dealing with like a myriad of issues. Um, and then I also ordered uh, I ordered the wrong case. Uh, <laughs> I ordered th- I, just the wrong PC case. It wouldn't fit my motherboard. I don't know what I did. I wasn't paying attention, and I ordered the wrong one, <laughs> which I found out super easy to do. Uh, because I also ordered the wrong graphics card, and I also ordered um, if I wanted Wi-Fi on my motherboard, I ordered the wrong motherboard. Uh, so I had to order a Wi-Fi card to put into my case. Um, I have learned a lot from this experience because there are a bunch of things that I didn't think about. Um, I ended up finding a website, which I can't believe it took me so long to to actually get my button gear and go to PCPartPicker.com. PCPartPicker.com was what let me know I'd ordered the wrong case because when I put in all of my parts, you put in all of your parts, it has a compatibility checking thing, which is genius. So it sold to me, hey, your motherboard will not fit in your case, dummy. Right, And then I had to realize what I'd done. So you can go there. I've I've got a link. It's going to be on our show notes. Um, It is all of the parts that I used to build my gaming PC. So you can go and see uh, what that looks like. and I put it together today. Like I, every, the last pieces came today. Um, it it was really daunting. I watched 
some videos. I watched some more videos that my friend Austin had made because he does these like you know showing how he builds PCs, and I I was watching it and taking notes, and I have my build order, you know, like the way that I in my mind like everything written out, like these are all the steps that I'm going to take. Um, it was tricky, you know. There were parts where I'm not kidding. I was cross referencing three instruction manuals to try and work out like where this cable goes because. It is easier than it's ever been to do this stuff, but there are some parts that are like, if you've never done this before, that are just like, like connecting the power supply, like trying to understand what needs to be powered and what cables you use out of the like 20 cables that you get in the box is really tricky. Like trying to work out like, am I connecting this fan to the right part of the motherboard was really tricky. Like all these little parts that are just like so alien to me. Um, but I did it, like, I put it all together with no serious issues. Uh, I did put my fan on backwards, but I realized that before I turned it on. When I say backwards, uh, the, like, the, the fan that goes on top of the processor, like, the, the heat sink, uh, the cables that needed to plug into the motherboard wouldn't reach, so I had to, like, swap it around, right? Like, I just put it on the wrong orientation. Uh, so I had to just do, like, a 180-degree turn of the thing. Um but I, when I turned it on for the first time, it worked. And the elation and proud, like the pride that I had in myself at that moment was like, it was really good because I thought that it was going to be two days of cold sweats, right? Of trying to work out what the hell I had done wrong. And just through carefully planning it out and carefully looking at the instruction manuals to try and understand, I did it. And I've been thinking, obviously, as I've been building up to this, and I've been really excited. I've been really excited about about doing this because it kind of feels like a rite of passage for me. Like I've never done anything like this for, on a technical level. I have never had my hands in a computer. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never built anything or like assembled anything myself. I've never fixed anything. Right? Like I've never even installed like ram into a mac like i've never done any of these things and doing this today like it felt like i had i've done something as a nerd as a person interested in computers like this is an important day for me because it feels like something that nerds do and i've never done it and shahid asked me before we recorded today, we were chit-chatting a little bit, and, and he asked me if I feel connected to this computer, and I do. Like, this is mine. I made it. Like, I, it works because I put it together. Like, my fingers are sore right now today because I've been, like, screwing things in and, and all that kind of stuff. I have a, I'm not kidding, I have a, like a, a, a couple of scratches on my arms from like sharp pieces <laughs> of the motherboard or whatever, right? Like I got my hands dirty today and the result of it is an insanely powerful computer and it's mine. And like, I'm, I feel so attached to it. Like I will say this here, because maybe not too many people that listen to my Apple shows uh, will hear it. <laughs> I, I feel more connected to this than I have any Mac in years. <laughs> because, like, that's my PC. Like, I assembled the parts. I struggled with it. I 
got the wrong things. I had to correct it. I had to learn. Then I had to build it. I put it together. Like I made sure all the fans were connected. I made sure that the motherboard was connected to the power supply. Right? Like I troubleshooted it. I assembled all the things I wanted. Like the dumb LED RAM that I accidentally bought that now I'm in love with. Like the the fact that I chose that I wanted to have the Razer Chroma like crazy rainbow keyboard like that was my choice and like the mistakes that i've made were my mistakes like the monitor that i've bought it's ended up not being exactly what i want it's maybe a little bit too small i bought one of these ultra wides but i i bought quite a small one because i've also rearranged my office and i've put a second desk in my office and and i at first when i when i started going down this route i was going to keep it on the same desk that i have my imac on but i've decided to give it its own dedicated place in the office which i'm happy about and like this, it feels special to me because it's my PC. Like I chose it, like with the Mac, I can choose from like six options and maybe just tick, tick, tick a couple of checkboxes and they'll send me one, right? But like this, I I had to do it all. And like I had to, to go through it myself. And I have, I'm still going through the setup process. I still have a bunch of drivers to install and, and stuff like that. I actually haven't been able to play any games on it yet. Um, but I hope that by the time I go to bed tonight, like it will be ready. Like I've Federico asked me earlier, what was your first game? And, and I'm going to download PUBG because that was the whole point of this in the first place. Right? Like mm-hmm. uh, since then there have been a lot more games that I want to try, but like, I feel like I have to PUBG should be like my christening moment of this gaming PC, I think. But guys, I'm elated. Like, I'm gonna put in the in the show notes um, a link to uh, a saved Instagram story that I've done today. Do this just so you can see the amount of wild LEDs that I have in this thing. Which, whilst I know it's kind of ridiculous, like all these LEDs, I actually love it more because it's so bonkers. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys, I know, I don't know if you guys have any questions for me or anything, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm just super, I'm just super excited and super happy with this. I mean, if you need, if you have to build a PC, go, go for the wild and crazy. That's setup. what I thought, right? Like, so the, the one yours. that I've ended up going for, it has a clear, like it has a see-through panel, like a glass or, or plastic panel on the side so i can look in it and see all the stuff and like and i and it was why i bought the the, the razor keyboard and mouse because i was just like well i don't want to be understated about like i want to lean into the into this right like yeah. i'm gonna have some fun with it i, I, I don't want to take myself too seriously with it like i found out that i can like razor's software connects to hue so I have this like hue lamp, one of these like little hue ball lamp things. And it syncs the colors of my keyboard to the hue lamp. <laughs> Which like so as my keyboard cycles through these rainbow colors, so does the hue lamp. Like Oh my god. It's amazing. That's amazing. So you know, all of this stuff is so wild and but but like I'm having fun with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know what your story makes me feel like, Mike? It makes me feel like you've just... I, I've just gone to some counselling session. Mm-hmm. 
because I stopped making PCs because I I made all of my PCs, made PCs for friends, for family. You know, in the days I started before there was any internet. So you know, think about it. Drivers came on discs and yeah. they worked. It was oh, let me tell you, buddy, no they still do. To find. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. So like uh, today, I had a thing where like I needed to install a driver for my Wi-Fi card, right? But I don't have a CD drive. <laughs> they sent it to me on a CD. So I had to like unplug a router oh, and run back like an Ethernet cable through the house for the oh, for a moment. Oh my like, god, this is so back I could memories. connect to the internet so I could download the driver. It was like I was, I was like, oh. this is exactly what I thought it was gonna be like. <laughs> like building a PC is like a difficult video game. Yeah. Yeah, it's puzzle solving. It's a lot of puzzle yeah. solving. Yeah. No, I'm really pleased for you. Things you, uh, I don't know if I'll go back to it, but I totally get what you're saying about this is your thing and that you've personalized it and you've made it different. It's not just like another box. And I always felt that. I mean, okay, I stopped doing that a long, long time ago and I didn't want any more of that. And that's why I kind of switched to Mac because everything was there. But I tell you what, you're absolutely right about one thing. I always felt those PCs were an extension of me. I prefer using a Mac. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when I use a Mac, I know I'm using Apple's machine. Yeah. Yeah, I've got my yeah. data on there, but I know it's Apple's. I love it. And I prefer using it to a PC, but it never feels like, oh, this is my machine, you know? Well, because it's like having used Windows for a couple of hours today. Like, that's the difference. Yeah. I had to call a call center today because the the windows activation system thought that my code had been used before but it hadn't been and i had to like i had to read a 35 character number to a person and then they had to read a 35 character number back to me which i had to type in and like that stuff is just like (laughs) why why right and that's the thing right this is why i will always use a mac for my work but I'm going to treat my gaming PC like a games console. Like, I'm not going to install Dropbox on it. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to treat it like a computer. I'm going to install mm. Steam. I'm going to install Chrome. And I'm going to install, like, games from the Windows Store. Like, that's all it's, That's all that's going to be on it. Like, it is a just a games console. Like, if I could just boot this thing straight into Steam, like, I would probably do that. Right? Like, and, and then I'd be fine. But... You know, it is a it is a computer. It can do other stuff, but like, I'm not planning to do anything to it really. Oh, and I'll install uh, like the streaming software, like OBS or something, right? But that's all it's mm. gonna be. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like turn it into a production machine. I'm just gonna treat it like a games machine. Before uh, before I sign off today, before we're done. Because uh, I obviously I'm going to have more to say on this, right? Because on the next episode, I'll tell you about what it's been like to actually play games on the thing. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to get this in the first place was VR, right? I want to get a good VR uh, headset. So I want to know Oculus or Vive. Um, I don't know which one to get. Um, through talking to people, like the Vive had always put me off because I don't think I have enough space in this room to move around. But my understanding is you don't actually have to do the moving around stuff, right? Like you can just set it up and sit and play. Um, so 
I'm leaning towards the Vive Pro right now because it looks mega. But I just want to know from the remaster audience what the what you know people that have tried these people that own this stuff. Uh, what do they recommend for me? I would love to know. Uh, please tweet at me um, at I Mike. I am Mikey. I want to know. I want to know. Shahid, what do you think? Actually, <laughs> uh, you're asking me a difficult question. Right now, I would go for a Rift. Why is that? It's easier to set up. Mm-hmm. You don't need as much space. The uh, Oculus Touch controllers are magnificent. It might all change, but right now that's the way I'd go. Okay, cool. There you go. I, that, I will take that under serious uh, advice. Like that, that's great advice. Thank you. Because as well, I guess they're probably not too far away from a second gen headset, and the controls will probably still work. And I bet I could get a pretty good deal on a on a Rift right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you could just wait a while, just play PUBG for a while, stream for a yeah, while. Yeah, I'm not rushing get a few into games it. Going and then I'm not rushing into the decision. VR because yeah. there's so much, there's so much for me to explore just in general PC games, right? But, but yeah, cool. Uh, I still want to know what people think though. Like, if anyone has any specific insights, uh, let me know. 